Welcome to another episode of Living Your Spark Second Half. Today's episode, I am going to get into what I've done to be healthier, how I've changed some of my habits, what I've incorporated in my repertoire to be a healthier Lori. And as I get older, it's even more important for me to focus on this and to find ways to do that. And so I thought this was a great time of year to do that because many are very receptive to creating new habits, changing things that they might have gotten stuck in certain ruts. And especially after the holidays, I think many of us are looking for ways to improve our health. And that's usually me every January is like, how can I do better? And what do I want to change this year? And what do I want to set as goals before the end of the year? In other words, where do I want to be at the end of the year health-wise? And so let's set up a plan. So that's me in January usually. The last two Januaries I've done dry January. And that's a great way to set yourself up to feel really great. And it was easier this year because I had a really bad cold for like three weeks but I'm extending it into February. I'm feeling back to my normal self and I'm like, why not keep doing it? So I'm doing it. My birthday's February 14th. I might even do it through my birthday. I have no idea. I'm taking it day by day, but I've really committed to do it through at least February 13th, which will be six weeks minus one day, which is when I went to a wine tasting. It's hard to go to a wine tasting when that's the focus of the party and not have a drink. So I think For number one, people are receptive and I like to get ideas from friends. So I'm going to share with you what I've done over the past year to incorporate change and really feel better than I have in years. And number two, the guy that I learned all of the things I'm about to share with you is offering his program, which is a paid program for free the entire month of February. So I was inspired when I saw that he was offering it for free to share it because it's done so much for me. I attended it. It was a little over a year ago. He did it. I think it was like in October or November of 2022 when he did it. So going into 2023, I had all these things that I was going to like change. And it's been amazing, the stuff that I've learned and the stuff that I've stuck to. So I want to share with you really four things that I've changed and what I learned from him. And I also want to share with you his program so you can take it for free. It's 10 modules and each module is only one hour long. It's not like there's multiple lessons in each module. Each module is one hour long. So it's totally easy to get through. And you're going to learn a ton. It's pretty incredible. And I think if you love anybody in your life and you want them to be healthier, send it to them. Just say, I watched this. If you think you're healthy and you're thinking, I've got this, I don't need this, then at least watch it and get some education that you probably don't have. And then you're informed enough to share it with people and then say, hey, this is great. I don't like sharing things unless I've experienced them and can give my opinion about them. 
So before I get started on the things that I've changed, I just want to give him a shout out. His name's Chris Wark, W-A-R-K, and his program is called Square One, S-Q-U-A-R-E. O-N-E. And the best way to find it is just go to his website. And his website is chrisbeatcancer.com. And his story is about, I guess it's 17 years ago, if I'm doing the math right, I think he says 17 years. It was in the late 2000s. He was 26, 27 years old, and he was diagnosed with a late stage three colon cancer. And it was a time that the information we have available to us today wasn't readily available. But something in his gut told him, research, try something that's the non-traditional path. And he did. So a lot of what he teaches is nutrition and raw foods, juicing, things like that. He also, he's very, very knowledgeable. He has a podcast and he has amazing experts on his podcast. Some of the stuff that I've learned, I've shared because it's been really incredible to learn in an easy way some of the science behind what he teaches. And I'm not somebody who's going to go raw food. I don't have cancer. I'm one of the lucky ones who hasn't been diagnosed with cancer. But his program is also for people who don't want to get cancer. And that's the category I fall into. And I thought the way I felt when I first signed up to do his free week where he was offering it just for a week and now he's offering it for a month. I felt like I was headed down that road. I just didn't feel good in my body. And I thought I shouldn't feel like this. There's things that I need to change that I know will make me feel better. And so I dove into what he was teaching and how I found out about him was because a friend of mine, and about 18 months ago, she was diagnosed with an aggressive form of breast cancer. And she shared her story very openly on social media. And I followed it. She wrote a blog. She put together a blog and what she was figuring out and discovering. And she went into total research mode and she discovered Chris and she discovered the Square One program. And I got a lot of information from her initially. And that's kind of what led me to Chris. So without further ado, let's get into the nitty gritty of what I've done and why I feel so damn good right now on the fortnight before my 65th birthday. So here we go. Or it's almost like a week now, right? Yeah. My, my birthday is not this week, but next week. Holy heck. All right. So let's do this. As I said, I'm going to go over four main things that I've changed in my life since I met Chris Wark. And since my friend Christy has been so openly sharing her journey. But four main things that I learned from the Square One program. Well, one of them I might have learned after subsequent, but it's through my continued interest in making myself feel better and making sure that I'm the healthiest I can be. And let me tell you up front, I am not perfect. I do many things that aren't the healthiest. I do like the sweet 
treats. I do drink alcohol, although I've taken a break from it for the last month and few days. I wasn't exercising up until just this past January as much as I should have been. My bone density results were going in the wrong direction. My cholesterol was high at my last annual physical. So I want to do better. I always want to do better. And all I want to say here is I'm not striving for perfection. I am striving to just do better. And these things that I've incorporated in my life make me feel so much better. I don't feel like I know my grandmothers felt at this age. And I'm getting stronger every day now that I've incorporated exercise along with my regimen. But what I'm about to share with you now, none of it is really, except for the final thing that I've recently started, is exercise related. It's all stuff that I've incorporated over the past year that have led really to me feeling so much better. And one reason I was very interested in going down this path, and this might resonate with you. You might have some ailment. If you have something just like joint aches, if you have something like headaches, if you have something like stomach aches, these are all signs that your body is telling you something's wrong. And it's likely inflammation because the older we get, the more the inflammation catches up to us. The more that our body is signaling, oh, you've been eating this thing too long. Your body doesn't like it too much. You're going to need to taper off from it. But we don't know what that is. And a lot of it is just simply not drinking enough water. And this isn't even one of the four things. This is just in me introducing this. And I learned a long time ago that you lose a lot of water every day, not only from peeing, but from your saliva, from blowing your nose, from a lot of things. Some actual things that you drink do dehydrate you. They cause more dehydration. So you have to be careful about what you're drinking. If you don't like water, find ways to like it so you can spruce it up, I, you know, flavor it with cucumbers, cucumbers, sliced cucumbers and water is really yummy. But I only say that because our body is 70% water, just like the earth is 70% water. And we need to replenish that water every day. Our organs need to float in water. Our joints need to float in water. And if you can imagine, if you're not drinking enough water, your joints are rubbing against each other. They're not getting enough fluid. So that the very basic, just add more water to your life. And that might resolve some things. My husband, for example, doesn't normally drink enough water and I have to remind him and he doesn't like it. He will get a headache. And that's how it usually will manifest itself for him. We're, and again, we're all different, but he will get a headache and it'll usually be in the evening and I'll say, oh, I can't do anything. I have a headache. And I said, how much water have you drank? And he says, I've drank a lot. Well, that's the common response. Have you measured it? No, he never measures. He just has this opinion that he's drank a lot of water and maybe he's drank a lot of water from what he normally drinks, but it's still not enough. And he does a lot more exercise than me. He works in the yard. He plays golf. And so he runs around all day. I work from home and sit on the chair in my office all day. All of that stuff depletes you of the fluid in you. And I say, just drink. Chug eight ounces and see how you feel. And 
usually he'll do it when I'm not looking because he doesn't want to admit I'm right. But he does it. And guess what? His headache goes away. That's amazing, right? For me, oftentimes, if I'm dehydrated, it manifests itself in a stomach ache. Well, what's the last thing you want to do when you have a stomach ache? Drink water. <laughs> so I force myself to drink water. And guess what? Within 20 minutes, my stomach ache goes away. So there's very simple things like drinking more water that you can do to make yourself feel better very quickly. And they say, if you didn't know, you drink half of your body weight in ounces. So for me at like 145, I should be drinking at least 72 and a half ounces of water every day, at least. And then you can drink, of course, a little bit more than that. So again, I'm just prefacing this by saying, these are the things that help me and I'm not perfect, but I want to share with you what I've learned in these four areas that might be helpful to you and you might be amenable to trying. And of course, try Chris's program. Go and consume it before the end of February and see what you get out of it. Because I did three of these things. Well, two, two of these things out of the four, I would say three of them I learned and two of them I implemented right away. And the third and the fourth, the third I've started implementing, the fourth also started implementing. The third one I learned, but I didn't really start implementing right away. So what action you take is all up to you. First of all, I'm going to tell you what the four things are. Juicing, supplements, toxins, and the removal of them, and exercise. And what I'm going to share is a specific exercise that I do that has been so fun and so easy. All right, so let's start with juicing. And it's not like drinking orange juice every day. <laughs> That's not what this is about. What it is, is it's about actually taking vegetables, mostly vegetables, and making them into drinks. First of all, very few people get enough vegetables into their system. It's very hard. What's the first thing I want to put on my plate? It's not a vegetable. And fortunately, over the years, learn to like some vegetables. I didn't eat a vegetable until I was in my teens. And that was only if it was smothered with turkey gravy at Thanksgiving. And that was green beans that my grandmother made. But I don't think I ate a vegetable until I was in my mid-20s. And back then, it was canned vegetables, right? I remember beets. Oh, my gosh. My mom would have beets in a can. <laughs> I didn't like beets. I actually abhor beets. So juicing is a way to get vegetables, a lot of vegetables, into a tasty drink. And the great news about vegetables is many of them are anti-cancer. In other words, they reduce inflammation and they help fight cancer. And so, gosh, did my ears perk up when I heard that. And Believe it or not, carrots and celery are really good to put in your body. In fact, you're not going to believe this, but what Chris recommends is five pounds of carrots a day. Now, do you think some human would be able to sit down and eat five pounds of carrots a day? No, not possible, I don't think. 
Now you might think, oh my God, that's a lot. But if you have cancer and this is supposed to work and I've seen it because after I took his free program, I bought it and it's not expensive and it totally worth it. And I got put into a Facebook group with all of his students and I have seen unbelievable, remarkable journeys of healing. And so he has this kind of, if you're fighting cancer, there's this 90 day plan that you follow and he has recommendations. So since I didn't need that, I was just like, what should I do that I can adapt to that isn't so like jolting, like going from uh, like eating meat and not a lot of vegetables to like completely raw diet, that would be hard. Now, if I was fighting cancer, obviously I'd have a lot more reason and that would be something I would definitely choose to do. So I incorporated this drink that he suggests and the drink in it has carrots, a green apple, celery, ginger, turmeric root, lemon, garlic, and beets. I think that's all of the ingredients. Of course, he tells you how much of each to put in. And so guess what? I'm getting beets that I hate through juice. The other key is to buy a good juicer. And he recommends and also provides coupons for a lot of things he recommends. But I got in the Facebook group, there's a lot of people who are giving what they think, their juicer recommendations. So I ended up buying what's called a Nama2, N-A-M-A juicer. And it was about $400. So not cheap. But you can buy a juicer and go on a payment plan, which is what I did, that is no interest. So I got my juicer for like $80 and then paid it off over the course of four months or five months. So I immediately signed up doing the juicing just because of the incredible benefits that it provides. And while that drink might sound like, it is really good, really good. And I love it. When I make it, I usually make like three days in advance and you're supposed to drink it fresh within 24 hours. So I drink one right away. I drink the next, the next day within 24 hours, I think maybe be 48. And then the third one, I usually freeze and then I unfreeze it that day. So I really only have to prepare and I don't do this every single day, but I do it most days. I'll make a batch of three and then it's like twice a week to do that. So some people that are in the group, they actually make a lot in one setting, like for a whole week. So they have like their juicing day and then they freeze it. And what you freeze things in is really important because of toxins, which I'll get to soon. But you don't want to freeze stuff in plastic. Plastic has a lot of toxins in it. So I bought some glass jars, juice jars on Amazon. And I've seen some people use other forms of containers and all that information is in this group. But I can't remember if he recommends it in his program, what kind of containers to use. But anyways, that's what I did. So I completely changed or introduced this new lifestyle of eating more vegetables and consuming them through making this big 25-ounce 
drink of juice. And guess what? That counts for your water, like your hydration. So instead of having to drink 25 more ounces of water, which I would do anyways in the day, I was getting, so it was actually getting more hydration by adding the juice into the mix. Because I usually drink two 20 ounce waters, that, and then I'll usually have 16 ounces as soon as I wake up in the morning. And then I usually drink another eight ounces using a couple other supplements that I drink. Which brings me to my second item, which is supplements. So I started taking these supplements that he recommends. And he recommends a lot of supplements. And actually, some supplements might be better for certain types of cancer. So that is something to note if you have cancer or you had cancer and you are interested in not getting cancer again, or you know somebody, a loved one who is fighting it. So supplements, he recommends some key supplements. And I'll tell you the ones I started taking every day. One is beta-glucan. One is amla powder. The other is moringa powder. And apricot, it's basically capsulized powder that is apricot seeds. So apricot seeds ground up and put in capsule form are supposed to be really good for you. So those are the four things I do. And then I've just recently added another one, which I'll talk to you about in a second. But beta-glucan, just so you know what it is, it stimulates the growth and activity of the desired natural intestinal microbiomes while inhibiting the growth of pathogens. So it plays an important role in the proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract and preventing inflammation and also helps prevent colon cancer. My grandmother had colon cancer, something I want to not ever get. I had some signs of something that needed, I thought I need to have this looked at. I had a little blood in my stool and this was when I was, I want to say 42 and so being hypervigilant about my health, I went and saw a doctor and they said, well, let's get you a colonoscopy. They found a polyp, which could have grown to colon cancer, thank God. And so I had to have a colonoscopy like every year for the next, it was like five years. I had like five in a row and then they tapered off to two years. And then I've had a lot of colonoscopies, but the last couple of times, last time I went, it was like not for five years. So I'm due for my one now, but yeah, so you really want to use supplements that are anti-inflammatory, that help reduce inflammation. Because like I said, as we get older, the inflammation will expand. And inflammation comes from not only foods that we eat that we might react negatively to, and it doesn't have to be as severe as an allergy. It's just something that maybe your body just doesn't really do well with these things and you don't know it, you're still eating it. So one of the ways to find out is to reduce your diet to foods that are known to be anti-inflammatory and then start reintroducing foods back into your diet and seeing how your body reacts to it. And so there's a really good story and one book I read about a woman who, you know, she went to this really non-inflammatory diet and then about four days after she started it, she reintroduced almonds because she loved to have almonds as a snack. And guess what? She had severe 
pains from in her stomach from eating those almonds when before she didn't have any pains because her body was just like used to it and had like accommodated it. But internally it was inflamed. It just wasn't manifesting as pain at that time. But once she cleaned herself out for four days and then reintroduced it, it was like, what, what is this thing? And so your digestive system and our all, most of the way we eat in the Western world is like inflames us. Stress causes inflammation. So we're operating very much on a lot of inflammation. And so any kind of supplements that you can take to help reduce that is you got to listen and pay attention and learn about them. I say for all of these, learn about and before you ever would take them, check with your doctor because there could be some medications that you're on that might conflict with these things. And so you want to make sure that these are approved and okay for you to take. So amla powder, amla and the beta-glucan I take in pill form and the apricot seed powder I take in pill form. And so the amla powder and the moringa powder, which I'm going to talk about next, those I take and put into my morning shake. So I have a morning shake. That's my breakfast. And I put these as supplements into that. So the amla powder is ground up leaves of the Indian gooseberry plant. And it's good for heart health. It facilitates digestion, improves liver health, lowers cholesterol, and is anti-inflammatory. Helps reduce the inflammation. So again, something very good. And he actually said, if he recommended anything at all you do, it's to add and incorporate amla powder as a supplement. So super, super interesting about that. And then Moringa powder. And I heard about this back when I was doing Beachbody because uh, Moringa powder is actually in Shakeology and it's called the Moringa tree is called the tree of life because countries that have the Moringa tree that don't have the Western medicine, antibiotics, et cetera, available to them, they use these leaves and they feed people these leaves to get better. It's an antioxidant that helps protect cells from damage, decreases inflammation, see the pattern, and also pain. So of course, when you decrease inflammation, you're going to decrease pain. So that's Moringa powder. And then another thing that I added in was a new kind of vitamin C. I had read somewhere that you shouldn't have more than 500 milligrams of vitamin C because whatever more than that, you pee it out. And so you should basically take, if you want to take more than 500, you should take like three times a day or whatever. But what I learned is to take these 1600 milligram vitamin C and it's liposomal. I think it's called liposomal. And I'll have links. I bought all these things on Amazon for the most part. And I have them auto delivered. So then when I run out, it's kind of on auto deliver. But I had no idea that there were all these kinds of vitamin C. And I actually learned that on a somebody he had, Chris Wark had a, an expert on his podcast. And there's different types of vitamin C. And this liposomal is supposed to be like the best. So I take one of those. And if I'm starting to feel like I don't feel well or coming down with something, I'll take an extra one like in the evening. But vitamin C is super good for you. So if you're not doing vitamin C, 
start doing it. It's really great and get the liposomal kind. So something new that I've just added in terms of supplements, because I learned about it again by an expert that was on his podcast and the expert, his name, the author is Dr. Isaac Elias, Elias, if I'm saying that correctly. But he has a really interesting story about how he got involved in this supplement that he's created. And he wrote a book called The Survival Paradox, and it was the first book that I read this year. It's very, very science-focused, so you'll learn a lot about this supplement and why he created it, and from a cellular point of view, what it does and why it's really, really good to have. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because I would say order the Survival Paradox book if you're interested, or maybe as a first pass, go find Chris's podcast episode, which was back probably in the fall sometime because I saved it in my email and I didn't watch it for a while, but go and watch the one with him and you'll learn a lot and that might compel you to get the book. But what he does is he has this modified citrus pectin supplement. It's powder form. And I have started just in the past, because I just ordered it a few days ago, and just in the past week, I've incorporated this since I learned about it. But it detoxes and improves your immune function. It reduces fibrosis to the kidneys, liver, and it's a galactin-3 inhibitor. And without going into too much detail on what galactin-3 is, he explains it in the podcast episode and in the book. But galactin-3 is something we all have and it helps fight invaders. Like if we're gonna get sick, it's like on high alert to help fight that. But what happens is we get into a long-term stress response. It turns into kind of fighting our own body because it thinks it's trying to keep us safe, but it's actually hurting us because it's proliferating and it might be like cancer cells cause our body stress. And it thinks, oh, I got these cancer cells, even though they're mutated and they're bad cells, and we don't want them to kind of wraps itself around those cancer cells to protect those cancer cells. Because it's like, think of a castle and you've got your guards around the castle. So galactin-3 are kind of like guards guarding your cells and keeping them safe. But then it starts to multiply and keep safe your cells that are cancerous. So just that's a simple way of saying it. You'd have to read the book and the science behind it. But it does help fight infection. So this MCP, it calls it, it helps reduce the spreading and growth of cancer cells. And if you're wondering, because it's like citrus pectin, it sounds like citrus. It's like, is that from lemons? And actually, yes, it's from the peels of oranges, grapefruits, and lemons. And that's where the citrus pectin comes from. He has a whole backstory about his childhood and how something that happened when he was like 12 years old, sitting at the dinner table, it, it, it was like the seed of his future purpose. So it's, it's really cool. But it's a modified form of citrus pectin. So if you just scraped off the citrus skins of these things, you wouldn't get the power of what this supplement is. So those are the supplements. <laughs> And again, you'll learn more about them and the ones that might be better for you 
when you do Chris's program, which is free this month. All right, toxins. So this is the one of the ones that I said, oh, I didn't really address right away. I mean, it was in the back of my mind, but it was like, oh, I don't have cancer. I don't have to change too much. But yet you should because there's a lot of toxins going on in our environment and you need to be cognizant of what is going on all around you. One of the things I've changed is I've gone to natural deodorant. Deodorants are toxic. Actually, shampoos and conditioners and the stuff we put on our face and the dishwashing detergent we use. I haven't changed a lot of that. I did change the laundry detergent I use. It was something recommended by Chris. It comes in packets. You mix it with water. And I've got enough of those to last me till the end of my life. It was super cheap. So I never really have to buy laundry detergent again. And I'll put the link to that. I don't have it handy as to what it is, but I'll put the link to what that is in the show notes. The show notes are really valuable. So if you're watching this podcast episode on my website, and if you don't know where that is, just go to notyouraveragegrandma.com slash podcast, and you'll find this episode and well, you're listening to it, but I don't know where you're listening to it. But if you're not listening to it on my website, you can go to it on my website and you just can look at the show notes, the show notes, some of the platforms show notes are hard to find, but you usually just scroll down from where the podcast is that you accessed and you can find show notes, but these will be very valuable because I'll put in a lot of links for you. So I changed my laundry detergent. Oh, I talked about water and the importance of water, the water that comes out of our tap. It's crap. It's got chemicals in it because guess what? It's got to be purified in the process of coming from wherever it's coming into your house. So it's treated, the water's treated. You actually might live on a well, but it might be treated in some way even then. So you might have a Brita. So I had a Brita filter in my refrigerator and I'm good about changing the filter on that. He recommended a Berkey filter and it's B-E-R-K-E-Y. and I had been looking at a reverse osmosis system, which are pretty expensive. My father-in-law and his wife have one and they're expensive and they do require some maintenance. The Berkey filter, he highly recommended, he said it's just as good as a reverse osmosis and there's a lot less having to maintain it. In fact, the filters for the Berkey last for three years. So between my husband and I, I don't need to change the filters for, I mean, it's been a little over a year since I've had it and there's different sizes. And I just put a little table in a little area off my kitchen. And even when my grandkids come to visit, they just open the tap, take the water out when they want it. And it's amazing. Now, if you want it cold, you can take it out of the Berkey and put it in the refrigerator. But The older I get, the less I like my water cold. Funny thing. My mother-in-law used to always like her room. She like puts her water in the microwave and gets at room temperature when it comes out of the fridge. And I always thought that was odd, but to each his own. And now I'm like, I don't want cold water. It just doesn't agree with me as much as it used to. So look at how you're drinking your water. You might want to have it filtered. And the Berkey filters, I highly, highly recommend. I recently got a Berkey travel water bottle. 
and I'm traveling with it to Thailand. It's got a little filter inside of it. So if you're like going to the tap or the water faucet when you're at the airport, I do that a lot when I travel. I carry my own water bottle and I go get it out of the tap and I'm like, well, this isn't very good, but it's just for this trip. So now I have my Berkey travel water filter to take with me. Pots and pans, you need to look at what pots and pans you're using. A lot of them are treated and look at them and see if some of the stuff that the coating that's made it nonstick maybe might have flaked off over the years. That is toxic. So pay attention, do some research on what pots and pans you should get. I am very picky about my pots and pans now. I got this brand of cookware. I'm trying to think of what the name of it is. And off the top of my head, I can't remember it. It was recommended by somebody on social media. And I was like, I'm going to check that out. I bought one for my two kids for Christmas a year ago. They use it all the time. I'll put the link to the pan that I got. Um, I actually got two pans. And so that's another thing. Okay. The other big thing, which I didn't do right away, and I finally just did, was get off the Keurig, the Keurig cups. Now, the Keurig cups are a great thing. They're so convenient. We live in an instant demand or the on-demand world that we live in right now. Instantaneous. I want it right away. All I have to do is put that little cup in there and push the button, and I don't have to wait a minute, and I have a cup of coffee, and it's great. However, I know how toxic that is. If you think about it, burning hot water coming through plastic, no matter what the manufacturer says, don't ever trust a manufacturer. They want to sell their product. They'll put all of the marketing, whatever on it that makes you think, ah, this is safe. But there's nothing safe about a Keurig. I guarantee it. So in the group, the Facebook group, I was finally inspired to take action because, you know, it's your coffee. You love your coffee. And it's like, oh, my gosh. I actually spent a week drinking tea. And while I love my dandelion tea, it was very tasty. I still wanted my coffee. I still missed my coffee. And coffee isn't so bad for you if you have the right kind of coffee. So that's another thing. So you got to actually brew it in a way that isn't toxic. And you have to get coffee that isn't toxic. And believe it or not, the way most coffee is manufactured is toxic. So I didn't even realize that till more recently. So that motivated me a lot, probably more so knowing I this K-cup thing, but I was still not, not changing anything. But because in January I decided, what else can I do? I want to do better. And what are some things I can incorporate? So I thought, I'm going to do this. Now, I've always liked French press coffee when I go out to eat. I remember Bonefish used to make French press coffee and they don't do it anymore. It was like, oh my gosh, I loved it. So they were talking about it in the Facebook group, the Square One Facebook group. And I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, I need to do this. I need to learn, number one, how to do French press. I have no idea. But I researched the different French press. I don't, you know, you call them machines because 
kettles. You know, they're not really machines. It's just like this thing you get and it's all manual. It's not like you plug it in or anything. And then they were talking about the different coffees that are non-toxic in the group. So I ordered a French press. All of this got on Amazon, ordered a French press, ordered whole bean coffee, life boost coffee. And I had my first cup over the weekend. I took time. I ordered it and then I had to read about it. And then I Googled stuff because I was like, I didn't know. I got a coffee grinder because whole beans are better. And so I got whole beans and it has nothing to do. Ground coffee is fine too if you get life boost. It's just how you're making it. Are you making it in a regular pot or are you making it in a French press? So if you're making it in a French press, you don't want fine grounds. You have to buy or you have to buy beans and then grind them to medium. And it, it even had a picture on Google of what medium looked like and how long. I was like Googling and asking the question, how long do I grind for my French press? So it ended up being pretty simple. You grind my coffee, takes eight seconds. And then I throw the coffee in the French press, pour hot water over it, and it seeps for like three and a half minutes. So good. So good. And I'm doing something really healthy for myself. I'm not drinking coffee that has gone through boiling water passing through plastic. <laughs> so, yes. And so the thing with coffee is, and what it says is that there are links to Parkinson's and Alzheimer's based on studies done with toxic coffee. So it's something that I highly recommend you change your way of doing it. My youngest daughter still drinks out of regular drip pot coffee. And I, when I go down there, I'm like, why don't you have a Keurig? And now I'm like all the supporting her. I'm like, you, I'm so glad you're not using a Keurig. But as coffee's manufactured, it will often get mold in it. And so there's a specific kind of mold and mold in general is referred to as mycotoxins. So these mycotoxins have aflatoxin, which is one of the most harmful chemicals in food and beverages. So you do not want to have that. So the Life Boost coffee, one of the things that contributes to no mold, I guess, is, just found this out, grown at a high altitude and shipped with strict moisture control. And they also have it, and nobody does this, manufacturers that have like crap in their stuff. They don't do this. Third-party tested for molds, mycotoxins, and chemicals. So they actually have an independent third-party test their coffee. So you know it's good, right? These things, when it's toxic coffee, they present carcinogens that can change your DNA and weaken your immune system. So that's why you want to change your coffee and the way you make your coffee and the coffee you buy. And the coffee is kind of expensive. But you know, one thing that I really forgot about when I made my first French press cup last weekend, I had forgotten what coffee smells like. I mean, I know what it smells like brewed. But a bag of whole bean coffee, oh my gosh, the aroma. So I got medium roast caffeinated and then I just ordered some half-calf because I normally was drinking half-calf and I like that too. So I'm not so 
caffeinated and they do have decaf. So they have options. All right. Number four. This is the fourth item, which I said exercise, but specifically exercise, which is really fun. And I'm not one of you who like has a lot of extra time and especially extra time to carve out to do exercise. So I learned about rebounding and you might be like, what is rebounding? Well, it's jumping on a mini trampoline. And who would have known the benefits that come with rebounding? So rebounding, it increases your lymph flow. So drains your lymphatic system, which is a way of detoxing. It's basically increasing the detox process and it gives you a greater white blood cell. It's a greater white blood cell activity occurs when you rebound and it boosts your immune system like non-toxic coffee. Also, it improves cardiovascular and respiratory systems. It increases, of course, your physical strength because it's exercise. So you're developing more muscle. You're improving your coordination and your balance and your reflexes. Holy moly. Plus, it's low impact. So it's easy on your joints. It's highly recommended for people who have arthritis. You wouldn't think if you had arthritis, you probably wouldn't feel like jumping, but it's supposed to be really good for you and it relieves pain. And you either can get a spring one or a bungee band one. I got a spring one and I figured the bungee ones were a little bit more expensive. The problem with the spring ones is if one breaks, then you need a new trampoline. The bungee bands, you can replace the bungee bands. So in a way, it might be worth it if you you use it a lot. But I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to use it a lot. Let me get it and see how I do. So these springs that you have absorb the shock. Very unlike running, when you're out running, which I used to love to do, but it's so hard on your joints because your joints take the full impact of that concrete or that pavement, whatever you're landing on. So here, when you're doing a mini trampoline, it gives every time you bounce. And you can start without even taking your feet off. You can start with just like, you know, going up and down, going up and down. I I saw somewhere where it said, just raise your heels up, raise your heels up and just go start slow. But it also improves bone density. Because if you think about it, if you're increasing your muscle strength, it's in support of your skeleton, of the skeletal system within you. And I've had some issues with my bone density dropping, and I know it's because of lack of physical activity. So how about ordering? And my husband was like, "And why are you buying this? It's going to take up room and you'll never do it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's sitting right in our family room. It's right there. When we have company, I'll move it. I got the fold up one. But instead of watching an hour-long program, I'm actually getting up and rebounding for part of it. It's so easy to do. And I started, all I was starting with the intent of five minutes a day. I'll do five minutes a day. And the first, it was hard. My head hurt. And But as I was doing it longer, my head would stop hurting. And I thought it was really interesting because actually when I do a cleanse, one of the signs or symptoms of the detoxification process when I do a nutritional cleanse is a headache. And I'm like, aha, that means I'm detoxing that headache. And I probably TMI, but 
a couple of times after I get off, I have to go poop. <laughs> that is your lymph. That's the lymphatic drainage I'm talking about. It's getting this stuff out. Might even need to blow your nose afterwards. That is telling you this is working. It's working. A 20-minute rebounding session can be as effective as a 30-minute jog. So it takes less time to get the same effect. And I also read that five minutes on the rebounder equals one-mile jog. And so they recommend 10 minutes three to five times a week is beneficial. 10 minutes three to five times a week. You could do five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening. So it doesn't feel like a lot. And I also love that it burns 28.7% more calories than walking at three miles per hour. So how great is that? And I've worked myself out up. So I, and again, I had a bad cold at the beginning of January. So I started to do it and then I wasn't doing it consistently because I wasn't feeling great, but I've been doing it really consistent for the past two weeks. And I started at five minutes, went to six minutes, went to seven, eight, went from eight to 10, went to 10 to 12. And yesterday I did 15 minutes straight on it and I could have kept going. It was great. It was great. It's so easy to get through that. The first minute, I still have my head hurts a little bit, but I very much more quickly than I did in the initial part, get into where it's just as a, I can keep going. I can keep going. And all I do is, and I have one that has a handle. They come where you can order the bar with it or not, but it's a small, um, the one I got is 40 inches. They have a 48 inch one, but I was like, ah, space wise, I just want the smaller one. And you don't have a lot of room. So I'm not doing anything fancy on it. It's not like when I go to the trampoline park where I'm like jumping and splitting my legs and trying to do fancy stuff. So I just jump on it. I just jump on it. And sometimes I turn to the side and one side or the other. Or sometimes I do a little twist in my waist, but I don't do anything fancy with my feet on it. I pretty much stay and I hold the bar a couple of times. I'll take my hands off the bar for just 20 seconds max, just because I do, I just want to see if I can do it. It, it. Can I maintain my balance? It's supposed to be good for your balance. And so that is a huge thing that I learned from Chris Wark. I didn't learn it in the free program. I learned it just from listening to him talking to people. And in the Facebook group that I'm in, I might have heard it there. Maybe it was somebody on his pod. I don't know. I don't even know where I heard about it. But when I heard it, it was like, it resonated right away. It was like, oh my gosh, it was right before Christmas. I'm like, this is what I want for Christmas. So those are all the things that I've done that are leading me, I feel, to enter the next year of my life so much better off because of these changes that I've made and this awareness I have, because honestly, it all starts with just awareness. It starts with learning about something and then taking the action to do it and do it in the way that it feels best for you. The reason why I originally was so interested in doing the Square One program and learning about the things that this woman my friend 
who was fighting cancer was learning about was because I was not feeling my best. I was suffering, I believe, from yeast, like overgrowth in my stomach. I had had some, some stomach issues for the better part of two years. And I had gotten a little better because I had seen a nurse, like more of a holistic type of viewpoint. I didn't want to get on antibiotics. I didn't want the Western medicine, which is usually the solutions that they have is here, take this drug. So she put me on this really good probiotic. And I did that for a while. I think it improved things, but there was still something not right. And plus I was a little overweight. I'm down 15 pounds from where I was when I started this. So it's all been a journey, a learning journey, but one that I feel like I've thrived in and I have not been perfect. There's so many things I could do better, but we do our best and we have to do things in a way that fits with, you know, our capabilities at the time. And this is what's working for me right now. And I just introduced this new way of drinking coffee. I just introduced rebounding. I'm sure there's going to be something that I'm going to learn about. I just started doing the modified citrus pectin. So as I continue to learn more, as I continue to get exposed to new things and, and things that I think will help me, I will do them and I will experiment and I will share them. Another thing that I did as I close, this doctor, Dr. Jen Simmons, I learned a great tip from her was to take a high dose of melatonin before you have a mammogram. I heard about her on Chris's podcast and you can Google her this conversation. You can just go, he has a Chris Beats Cancer YouTube channel and just search on mammogram and you'll see their interview. And I researched this because I was like, well, that doesn't sound good. But melatonin, even though it helps you go to sleep, it in high doses, it doesn't affect you at all. So the pills are in five or 10 milligrams and you're supposed to take 100 milligrams an hour to an hour and a half before you get a mammogram because it reduces the radiation that you're exposed to in the mammogram. So having mammograms is great, but and she also has her opinions about that because one of the things that she says, which is interesting, is, and I'm more of a mammogram advocate. However, she said that sometimes when you're younger, if you start taking, if you do them early, that sometimes it sees things. It's like a false positive. And then you go and have a biopsy. I've had a couple of biopsies done and they found nothing, thank God. But like one of my biopsies, I was so badly bruised. And she said, usually these things are nothing and your body has a great way of healing itself. Sometimes these biopsies, they create more harm than good and damage your body, you know, stir things up, for example. Uh, but you got to do what's right for you. You got to do what you feel best. But I thought this is one thing I can do if I'm going to get a mammogram, which I'm going to do. And the, the younger you are, the more radiation you're exposed to, the worse it is. Radiation is not good for the human body. In high doses, it kills us. So little doses is probably not so good for us. But hey, if you're going to go and get dental work done, you're going to get x-rays, take 100 milligrams of melatonin. And I was kind of scared to do it, but I Googled it and it said, you can't overdose on melatonin. You're only sleepy when you take a very low dose, it helps you go to sleep. So it's great for in low dose if you're trying to go to sleep, but you're not going to get tired if you take 
100 milligrams. So I took 100 milligrams and I went and had my mammogram and I was just fine. And I felt so much better psychologically because I was like, well, I'm doing something for myself because I maybe protect myself some from some radiation. And that was that's a good thing. And there's science behind it, which she talks about in her interview with Chris. So that's it. A lot of stuff I've thrown at you. In summary, do what you think is best for you, what feels good to you, what you think will help you. And please look at his program while it's free. If anything, you will learn more than you know now. And you might change something in your life that really helps you to feel better than you feel today. And we all want to feel better, right? I know I do. And with that, have a great rest of your week. And I'll see you next week or talk to you, depending on whether you're watching this on my YouTube channel or just listening on another platform. But I'll be celebrating my birthday week. So I'm excited. <laughs> Even though I'll be a year older, I always love birthday weeks. So take care. Bye.